the Oilers are receiving a lot of calls on one of their top prospects. Also, a local radio host proposes a blockbuster trade with a rival team. Stick around to find out more about both of those items. Welcome. This is Striking Oil, the podcast where we discuss news and rumors surrounding the Edmonton Oilers. My name is Caleb Kearney. By day and night, I am a beat writer covering the Edmonton Oilers for the Hockey News. It's game day. Oilers are playing the Chicago Blackhawks. They presently have won their other two contests against them. One at home, one on the road. Uh, Tonight, it will be at Rogers Place. I will be at the game uh, providing coverage, hopefully get some questions in uh, for the players and the coaches. So if you have some thoughts for some questions I could ask that you specifically want answered, just send me an email, find me on Twitter, DM me. My DMs are open, so feel free to drop me a line so I can uh, do that for you. Now, before we get started today, please like and subscribe this video on YouTube. Subscribe on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, Google Podcasts. Okay, we're on all those platforms. And share with your friends. If you like it or if you don't like it, if you want to laugh at me, you want your friends to laugh at me, you think I'm doing a good job, share it. Okay, that's the best thing that you can do. Uh, for this podcast to extend the reach and you know hopefully this can contribute to uh contribute financially to the living that I am trying to create out of being a full-time freelancer and journalist okay so around the NHL we have a very short um segment regarding this today um just something that uh I thought was kind of interesting and humorous uh, that I found while perusing uh, Twitter last night. Uh, Nathan McKinnon, he just keeps scoring goals. And he scored four goals in this last game, just last night against the Washington Capitals. And when he scored his hat-trick winning goal, there was hats on the ice, but there was also some unmentionables, as we could say. Um, Apparently, some fans ran out of hats and... There was bras on the ice, at least one. I don't know if there was more than one. And then I also saw a picture of apparently somebody threw a thong out on the ice. So anyway, more power to you. If that's your thing, go for it. It's called a hat trick for a reason, not a bra trick, not a thong trick, a hat trick. But if that's how you show your appreciation, go for it. Now, a couple things before I get to the actual news and rumors. Let's just do a quick little preview on the Chicago Blackhawks game tonight. My biggest thing for the Oilers is don't do the same thing you did last game. Please, please don't do the same thing you did last game. For 40 minutes, the Blue Jackets were the better team. 100%. No doubt about it. The only reason why they won that game was, well, there's two reasons. One, Stuart Skinner Two, they came out in the third period ready to play. Now, tonight, they need to come out ready to play from first puck drop. There's no waiting around to get behind. They need to get ahead of the game tonight. 
They can't take anybody for granted who's below them in the standings. This is something that I've written about in game previews and predictions that I've done over the course of the season. And it's no different tonight and no different tonight. Okay. They can't take this Blackhawks team for granted. Yes, they don't have Connor Bedard, but there are some really skilled players on that team and they can't take them for granted. 100%. Now, as far as tonight goes, Stuart Skinner will have to aim for a a 12th straight win next game because tonight Calvin Pickard is the starter taking a look at some of his stats so far this season in seven games played he is 4-2-0 with a 2.69 goals against average and a 903 save percentage some decent numbers you like that for your goals against save percentage I haven't seen what league average is so far this year That should be something that I look up. But as of right now, 903, that's very respectable. I think Skinner himself is either at 903 or 906. So they're both performing about about what you would like. And in Pickard's seven games played, he has three quality starts. Okay, two of them have been his last two starts. So he has two straight quality starts, which is fantastic. That's what you want. You can't really ask for more. Um, and then just taking a look at Money Puck, their, their stat that I typically like to go to, their goals against expected. Uh, Pickard is negative 0.7. Right now, Skinner is positive 0.8. So it's basically even when you kind of look at it from that perspective. But Pickard is still giving them what they need. He's delivering better results than Jack Campbell was earlier in the season. And that's going to go, that's going to work wonders for the Oilers. Now, seeing as how we're just on this topic of league average goaltending, let me just take a look very quickly here at uh, what the league average so far this season is. Okay, so just the site that I go to, Hockey Reference, keeps track of all of these stats. You can go back and look at what save percentage, goals against average, average shots against, average penalty kill percentage, power play percentage uh, for each team for every single year dating back to, let's see here, the the data get, starts to get a little dicey starting in 1962 and earlier. That's when it starts to get dicey. They didn't really uh, keep track of power play percentage and penalty kill percentage uh, before then. So that's something that isn't quite, there's not a lot of record of that. And then it just kind of goes downhill again, 1954 uh, to 55. That season, you see a drop off in... Uh, the shots against and safe percentage. And then it just sort of keeps declining from there. So great resource. Uh, just looking at the top here so far this, uh, this season, 2.93 goals against average is the league average and a 903 save percentage is league average. Last year it was 904, year before 907, year before that 908. So we've seen a decline in save percentage over the past four years, including this year. So 903 save percentage, 
Pickard is league average there. Goals against, he's better than league average. This is the kind of goaltending the Oilers need. Do they need a Hellebuck? It'd be nice. Do they need a Soros? It would be nice. But if they just have league average, they will make it to the playoffs and they will do damage in the playoffs because of how much Stuart Skinner can elevate his play. Now, we wait and see what tonight brings. As for the news and rumors for today, a couple things that I saw kind of last night that trickled into today, nothing really new came out today as at least as far as I saw, but I've had a bit of a busy, busy morning. So anything can happen, but Philip Broberg is popping up again in some trade rumors. Darren Drager on inside trading said the following. Now Broberg continues to play well in the American hockey league. And I'm told that teams also continue to call Ken Holland of the Edmonton Oilers to talk about the potential movement there. Seems pretty vague. I mean, Broberg supposedly requested a trade earlier. We all remember that, or some of us remember that. And I, at this point in time, that hasn't really been confirmed. It's kind of been denied by the organization and hasn't explicitly been said by a Broberg's representation. However, it's possible that that was kind of a PR thing to force Ken Holland's hand in either playing Philip Broberg or sending him down to the minors. And I believe it was a day or two after that, maybe even a game after that. Yeah, they did play a game. And after that game, I believe the morning after they sent him down to the Bakersfield Condors of the AHL. That being said, he has played fantastically in the AHL. He's logging big minutes. He's playing all situations. He's playing great defensively. He's chipping in on points and he's doing what's being asked of him. Okay. It's not surprising that his name is popping up again. It's not surprising that other teams are interested in him because of what he's doing in the AHL. Now, it's kind of a two it's kind of a double-edged sword because the Oilers could trade him and then who's the next guy up if there's an injury. And the other side of that coin is there hasn't been any injuries this year to the Edmonton Oilers blue line, which is part of the reason why Broberg was barely cracking 10 minutes a game. All right. Under Woodcroft, Woodcroft loved to do 11 and seven. And with 11 and seven, you could spot Broberg some minutes. I believe he played 16 minutes one game and 15 minutes another game. And then after that, it was just kind of all over the place. A lot of sub 10 minute games in his repertoire this season. It makes sense to move on from him from that perspective in terms of him being a top prospect who needs to play NHL minutes and he's just not getting those minutes. So if he were to go somewhere else that would utilize him where the Oilers could get an upgrade on a player they already have, some sort of trade package to upgrade one of their multiple positions, that's the most likely outcome for Philip Broberg in Edmonton. Now on to the trade proposal. It's a nice little segue. On Oilers Now yesterday, Bob Stoffer proposed this trade. Okay. The Edmonton Oilers packaged together their 
first round pick of the 2024 draft, Xavier Borgo and Brett Kulak for Elias Lindholm with 50% retained salary. It's kind of an interesting trade, I guess. I personally would not do it if I was Ken Holland. Sure, the Oilers need some help in their top six. However, my hot take, if you want to call it that, is Corey Perry could provide that once he gets his legs back under him. He's more than likely a middle six guy for the Oilers, and that's perfectly fine for what they acquired him for. No issues with that. However, once he gets going, he can really provide a spark to that top six. He isn't as injured as much as Evander Kane, and Warren Fogle has been fantastic. It's been a contract year for him, yes, and the Oilers will see if they can keep him in the offseason, but that's a question to kind of be answered then and not now. And right now, Lindholm would be nice, but then you're trading away Kulak. You're getting help for your top six, but you're also acquiring primarily a center, which, sure, fine. He's played a lot of center and wing. And for the Oilers, he would most likely play wing. And that gives them another option for face-offs, et cetera, et cetera, which is good, but is unnecessary. And you're giving up Kulak, who can slide up and down the lineup in a pinch if there is an injury to, say, Darnell Nurse or Matthias Ekholm. Who's going to take on those minutes? Well, if you trade Kulak, it's not Kulak. It's whoever you bring up, which in this case would be Philip Broberg. Probably the first call up if there is an injury that is longer than a game. That's at least my sense of things. Now, again, I would not do this trade if I was Ken Holland. This feels more like Bob just kind of postulating and just kind of going off the cuff and just sort of brainstorming, whatever. I don't think this is like I don't think this is something that is actually going to happen. I think it's an entertaining thought experiment and mental exercise, but I don't think it's anything much other than that. So that's going to be it for today. Like and subscribe on YouTube. Leave a comment and let me know what kind of content you would like to see and hear from this podcast. If you are new to this podcast, please subscribe to the pod on whatever platform you listen to. Again, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon, Audible. Okay, definitely go there for sure. You can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and threads. My uh, username for all those, I'll link in the show notes. And go and check out the Edmonton Oilers team site to read the latest articles uh, from me. Link to that also in the show notes. And look out for the Substack uh, to finally come out inside the locker room. I want to make it a weekly thing. Still trying to find a, a, a well-balanced routine since I've left my day job and it's a work in progress. So find it again inside the locker room, subscribe to it. See so you never miss any of the behind the scenes of being a journalist covering the Edmonton Oilers. And remember, it's not a game day unless the Oilers play. See you next time.